This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by Acura, precision-crafted performance. Visit Acura.ca for 2020 models and special offers. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. Uh, good morning, Canada. Zucchino in studio. Uh, no, not solo this week. Riding with master producer himself, Adam Scully. Good to be here. And, and the co-host chair, the Skull Man. And uh, Weeksy will join us in an hour or two. He's going to call in from the DR. Probably tanning He's right down now. there tanning. Last week, uh, Palm Beach. Yeah. This week, DR. I know he's gone to Pinehurst somewhere in here. It's after after the Players' uh, Yeah. Yet. Oh, after the Players' to Pinehurst. Yeah. Uh, I will see him on the ground at the Players' Championship. Yeah. So, But, I mean, like, yeah, he is just refusing to deal with the cold is what this he's is. He's all over the map, and, uh, yeah, he doesn't like the cold. I'm, one, I'm wondering how much running he's getting in. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. He does like to run. Yes. No, we'll have to ask him. We will. That'll, That'll be, be our lead-in with weeks, because really there's nothing to talk about in the world of golf no, this it's week. pretty quiet. Nothing really happened. Yeah. No big names really doing anything. <laughs> or uh, No one withdrawing. No one withdrawing. Nothing really going on. So we'll just start with uh, Bob's running yeah. regimen. So we got a ton to get to. We got Kevin Sylvester joining us from Bay Hill. He's part of the radio team, uh, my colleague on PGA Tour Radio, and Kevin's been on the call all week. We're going to touch base with the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Lots going on there. Charlie Reimer, who is now with Play Golf Myrtle Beach, of course, former PGA Tour professional. He's part of the CBS radio golf coverage for PGA Tour radio's coverage of the Masters on an annual basis. And he'll be going toe-to-toe with you and I at the Can-Am Cup yeah, in a few I, weeks. I, mean, I know we're going to get into this, but I'm trying to train. I'm doing my best. I I'm, hit, I'm hitting right? a lot I of balls. I saw you're taking. You're working on your swing with a, a swing coach. Yeah. You are pounding the gym, pounding the golf balls, and... Actually, this is a nice lead-in because last <laughs> night I saw you eating tacos. I did, yes. So give me the tacos because this guy, okay, well, before you give me the taco, let me tell you what I did to oh, myself, yeah. okay? Yeah. It's, it's 8 a.m. local time here. Just yeah, to, 8 a.m. local time in the T-Dot. If you're listening to us uh, yeah. somewhere else across the country on uh, Golf Talk Canada Radio, uh, you get us later in the day, etc. <laughs> but last night, went with some friends to Queen Margarita Pizza. Have Never you ever been, been to Never Queen been. Margarita? I've for, heard great things. All right, for those of you listening in Toronto, you probably know about Queen Margarita Pizza. I was at the in Leslieville, okay? okay. It was yeah. not too far from yeah, yeah. Uh, from Castle Castle, Zagino, yeah. right? <laughs> So, uh, and you know me, I, you know, I look at food, I gain weight, yes. right? So I'm always concerned because I'm not, I'm not exactly a gym rat. Jim's my bartender, right? <laughs> okay. So I get into, I said to, I said to Mrs. Golf Talk, I said, you know, I, I'm going to let myself off the hook tonight because I don't get to do this often, right? Yeah. Oh my God. Scully, the food. I mean, I, I carbicized myself to death, but it was worth it. The food was amazing. And, and the 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 masterpiece to cap it all off was the margarita pizza. But trust me, we went through a lot of things to get to the so, pizza. So is there like calamari? Is there calamari? Bread, oh, yeah. bread and oil, oh, yeah. uh, arancini, meatballs, per, uh, prosciutto, oh, yeah. uh, uh, charcuterie board yeah. with the salami and the cheese. And uh, wow. there was some greenery. Uh, Heather and I did force some greenery in there as well. Yes. And of course, and like let's not even get into the towers of red wine bottles that were tipping yeah, yeah. over. Like oh. anyway. It's Friday. 
It was Friday, but man, I go. I think I think I put on ten pounds last night, but it's worth it. Ten LBs. It was worth it. Ten, ten LBs. Okay, gonna have to maybe run uh, around Sawgrass next week. Well, you did tacos. Yeah, so we did tacos. It was it, my dad's been home for a week or so. We had some uh, just some regular tacos, some cheese, sure. some sour cream, some onions, some uh, some tomato, some red. Just pepper. just a taco night. We're actually. I'm gonna talk to Taco Bob about this Tuesday too. is the new Friday. Taco Tuesday is the new Friday. My dad's a big curling fan. And I've gotten really into the briar this week. Oh well, that's our. So we're going to talk to Bob about uh, curling no, golf and nonsense. running because it's yeah. golf. All right. Yeah. Well, we better get to some golf. <laughs> so let's do it. Let's hit some news and headlines. News and headlines are brought to you by the McKenzie Tour, PGA Tour Canada. Tomorrow's stars today. All right. I guess we have to lead with the big one. Tiger Woods officially. Not a part of the Players' Championship. Not going to play golf's fifth major. Not going to play a championship that he's won twice. And this is a golf course, Adam, that doesn't lend itself to any particular type of player. Mm-hmm. We've seen... That's the beauty of, of, the yeah. cha- of the championship, really, where at Augusta, there has been years where, like, uh, Trevor Immelman or Zach Mike Weir, Zach Johnson. But those years, it's usually weather-related. They're always cold, damp years where it's a it's a really big uh, like a wedge and putting game in, into play. Mm-hmm. Uh, typically, we know the prototype that wins at Augusta, right? Yep. Um, and you can kind of go along the big majors, and more often than not, there are some anomalies on the board with Aaron Hills for the U.S. Open or Chambers Bay or something like that. But year in and year out, we kind of know what gets done. Players Championship, it's just. A true examination of every aspect of the yeah. game. There's no advantage to the Bombers. There's no advantage to, to this type of player. Just who's in control of their best game. And to me, that speaks to this type of Tiger Woods. The Tiger we saw at the, the Ozo, the, sorry, the Zozo that won. Mm. Uh, a, a plotter, an organizer, a shape, uh, shape uh, uh, shotter, yep. moving the ball left to right, right. picking windows, yeah. discipline. Not playing. They, and they say... Not no long term concern here, but the back's not ready. Come on, it just well that statement alone doesn't make sense. When uh, his agent Mark Steinberg said, you know, uh, there's no real long term concern. Well, it's the Players Championship. It's the best field in golf. It's the fifth major essentially, uh, and this goes back to what Nota Begay was saying about how he he really Tiger really pushed himself hard for that latter stretch of 2019, winning Zozo. President's Cup, where we, we were discussing right before going on the air, he was the best player by far there. Not even close. It was methodical. It was the, watching him play. It, it was beautiful. It was the way he was playing. It was awesome. And even he gets comes out of the gate this year. Farmers Insurance Open, top ten was looking pretty good. Looked very Th- starts good. Genesis yeah. with an eagle. Okay, we're ready. And what happened? Seventy six, seventy seven, coming last. Like last how does place, that happen? Last place in the field to make the cut in L A. But the thing, like you watch him. Physically, he actually looked okay. His putting was abysmal. He had two four putts in his first in his first two starts this year. That never happens with Tiger. And putts, you know, he was putting on Poa, but he's hammering these putts from three or four feet, four feet the other way, and missing the comebacker. It's it's uh, bizarre. Well, there's one thing I'm going to take from this. There is no plan. I truly believe mm. that there is no plan, and I truly believe they have zero control over this back. Yeah. In other words. He's in horrible shape, and they don't know when he's going to feel well, but when he does, he's going to play golf. And when he doesn't, it doesn't matter what the tournament is, including Augusta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter if he doesn't feel physically up to it, he ain't going. I'm really curious, and they're 
probably be no way of, of us finding this out, what his daily routine is. Yeah, he'll never let us in. Yeah, but does he have to get up at 6 a.m. regardless and get stretched for 45 to an hour? Does he have to go in the pool? Does he have to do this? You know, whatever. We're going to ask all our guests this question yeah, today. I'm curious. And I'm going to yeah. ask you this right now. Okay. Considering what he has to do to get himself game ready, all that goes into that, the fact that he can't play the Players' Championship, the, the, what he had to put himself through, a, according to Nota Begay, to get the win in Japan, to be the dominant player he was. at the, If he gets 83, the day that happens, does he shut this entire thing down and walk away? That's a loaded question. Like what, what else would he be playing for right now? Because you ain't catching Jack. You, you can't, you're physically unable to catch Jack. You're, you're showing us right here that you just the body will not allow you to catch. You wonder, you wonder if he's considering that. I think he's you know I think he's too stubborn to do that. I think that the competitive fire in him he just wants to keep going. Before this year, you know, in Jan, Feb, we were talking about the Olympics. There's no way that's happening. No, and I thought, and I was so offside. I was so offside in the sense that I suggested at the end of last year mm. that he was going to play a lot of golf. Because the one thing he wanted, there was two things he wanted this year more, more than anything else. 83, number 83, to, to be the top of the mountain by himself mm-hmm. and wear the stars and stripes at the Olympics. Because how many times can you say to an athlete like Tiger Woods that here's an opportunity to do something you've never done before? Never happens. And, and it'd be easy to do that because he was so good at the end of 2019. And right? he was number six in the world. He had a spot on the team. Yeah, he was there. And now he's gone off into that good night. Yeah, and, I, and he's being lapped by Americans like Justin Thomas, Patrick Reed, uh, like the, the American wave, even though DJ guys. has come down. He's not, and he's not playing in the Olympics. And, and DJ has suggested he's not playing. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. But still, there was a hole there for Tiger. Yeah. He, he could have had a spot. Mm-hmm. Now? You never know, but probably not. Yeah. Oh, boy. Now, speaking of withdrawals, uh, Jason Day, WDs, more back issues for Jason Day. And to, and to kind of piggyback to what you're saying about Tiger's horrible putting, the four putts, the stuff we've never seen. Jason Day said, you know, earlier this week, he was talking to Evan Priest, who's the Associated Press Writer for yeah. Australia, who's out on tour. I see Evan kind of almost all the time when I'm out there. And he's in touch with uh, the Australian players the way Bob is in tune with our Canadian yeah. players, right? And uh, Evans, you know, said this earlier this week that he spoke to Jason before he withdrew, and he said, "Well, you know, Jason used to like to put two and a half hours of practice into his putting, and daily. that's daily, and that's now down to an hour to an hour and a half if he can practice at all." So, to Tiger's point, that it's so funny. Sometimes making full swings isn't the worst thing for the back. It's that it's that crouching that, over, yes, that crouching that. over putting position that absolutely yeah, kills them. Uh, the Kenya Open canceled on the uh, European Tour. And this is the first of, uh, we've seen it affect the LPGA Tour, mm-hmm. like a whole leg of tournaments get wiped out due to, to the coronavirus. Yep. Uh, and now we're seeing it in the men's game. And we've all got our eye on the ball here. And the NBA suggested earlier this oh, week, that's... get ready for uh, games in empty stadiums, Adam. It's pretty nuts to think this is all happening. Uh, but, you know, from uh, on the golf perspective, the Masters has said it's going to go on. It's, it's all going to be going on. So that's exciting as a golf fan to, to be able to watch that. But this... Uh, Changing the this virus is it's terrifying, right? And it's changing daily and weekly. Yeah, like we're going forward with the Masters now. We're going forward with the rest of the PGA Tour schedule now and NBA. But you know, if the acceleration process of this virus is grows in the next thirty days at at the same rate that it has grown in the last thirty days, 
We ain't playing golf tournaments with spectators. We ain't going to arenas with people in it. Yep. I don't even know if they're going to have broadcasters there. I might not be doing PG2 we'll Tour Radio. Talk Canada from home. We might be doing it from home. That's it. <laughs> Which I'm sure Mrs. Golf Talk Canada is going to love. <laughs> and finally, uh, Annika Sorsam and Gary Player to be awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Uh, now, this has been handed out. It's a very, very high honor. Uh, and it has been handed out to go- uh, previous golfers before. Uh, Nicholas Hogan, Sarazen, and Woods are the previous golfers to uh, get this award. And it's uh, one of the highest awards that can be handed out to a civilian in the U.S. So congratulations mm-hmm. to Gary Player. And it's going to be bigly. It's going to be huge. I can't wait. i got to give you the medal. It's, it's exciting. I mean, the timing... Rand- like a little random. It's random. They, yeah, but like, you know, Tiger won last year. Won the Masters last year. Got this right after. Okay, that made sense. Great for these two. Uh, Lovely Annika, silly Gary, <laughs> Mini Mike, Sleepy Joe. Do you think Gary Player is going to do sit-ups uh, with Trump? Maybe. No. Donald, you're fit. <laughs> we got to fix that head and take some of that fit off your belly, Donald. All right, enough. Congratulations to both of them. On the other side, we're going to hear from some of the people in contention at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. This is GTC. This segment of GTC was brought to you by Acura. Precision-crafted performance. Visit Acura.ca for 2020 models and special offers. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by TaylorMade and the all-new Sim and Sim Max drivers. Shape in motion. We reshape the driver so you can reshape your game. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to order yours today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakito and Bob Weeks. Uh, have you got any of your sim product yet? Not yet, but um, I was very excited getting fit. Yeah. I'm looking forward to using the new stuff because the numbers were pretty good. Okay, so I have not been outside yet. Mm. I'm going to play golf early next week for the first time. I'd be disturbed if you were outside. Yeah. (laughs) That'd be an issue. That'd be an issue. I'm going to play Monday, Tuesday on my way to the Players' Championship. Oh. Yeah, because I'm going through Orlando. Oh, right, right, right. And we were originally going to shoot Golf Talk Canada on location, and then that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. So I decided, well, I'm just going to hang out in Orlando for a couple days because I have friends there. Uh, and I'm going to play golf uh, a couple of rounds in Orlando. Yep. And so I'll get outside for the first time. But the reason I'm bringing this up is I've been hitting uh, pounding balls indoors. And my numbers on the new Sim 3 wood, mm. which has the extra weight plate in the bottom yep. and that hot new material the in the face. Too, yeah, right? yep. it's a V-steel. And I think it's 20 or 30 grams more weight in the plate than in the M5. You're right, yeah. So, and it's got that hot material in the face. Yeah. So, the combo, the mate- new material in the face and the plate in the bottom with the extra weight, this is what's happened. I used to hit my three wood at 14 and a half degrees. Because of the extra weight in the bottom, I've been able to dial it down to 13 degrees, and I'm still inside. I'm hitting it higher at 13 degrees than I did at 14 and a half on the M5 and 10 yards further. Wow. So, 10 yards further and slightly higher trajectory. Off of a 13 degree because of the because of the V steel uh, extra weight in the bottom. See that's impressive. I'm looking. So I didn't uh, I didn't use an M3 or M4 or M5 M6 uh, three wood at all. You I were was, still in the year M4. I, I was M2 actually. M2. Yeah, lot, lot, guys, so, hard time pulling those out of the bag. Yeah, but mine mine cracked as you said. Right. Yeah. When you're hitting at 320, they tend to crack. So I'm looking forward to using the fairway wood um, with twist face technology. Yes. So this will be your first uh, fairway wood with twist face. Yes. Yeah. Last year was mine. I love it. Uh, I said to to Nick and and the boys and all of them. I said you're not going to get me out of my M5 three wood. 
good because I just it was the best three wood I ever had in my life. Yeah. I really loved it, and I think they got me out of it with this one. And for people who ask me, you know, like what's Mark like as a golfer? You hit high and straight and far. So. <laughs> That's a pretty good recipe. For, just maybe don't watch him putt sometimes. Yeah, but sometimes the putting, you know, it's, it's been pretty good now. Hey, the last year in California, what was the best? My putting, right? 61. There yeah, you go, there 61, you go. baby. <laughs> Arnold Palmer, API going on. Uh, man, the Florida swing. The golf has been great, and it's been tough. The Honda Classic last week, what a performance by Mackenzie Hughes yeah. with the 50-footer on 17. And Sun J.M., overdue, rookie of the year, love this kid. And Sun J.M. is back in this. He's only two off the lead this week. All this kid does is play golf. I love it. Rookie of the year, forget weeks off. There are no weeks hotel off. Hotel to hotel. Hotel to hotel. They say, why don't you uh, buy a house and take some weeks off? If I, he says, if I take weeks off, you know what I'm going to do on my weeks off? Play golf. Let's come out here and play for championships and money. Good for him. Good for him. Uh, Terrell Hatton. Uh, who was coming off injury, 700 part. Did you hear about uh, Tyrell Hatton's, um, uh, what his off-season regiment was when he was uh, when he was recovering from the wrist uh, injury? Was it, was it Xbox and red wine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's something that we should consider. Hatton looking for his first win on U.S. soil. Interesting, coming off a week of the comments of Paul Lazinger's oh, comments. Yeah. Uh, seven under par tied with Sun Kang, who had a huge win last year, the Byron Nelson. I was with Sun Kang for yeah. all four of those days. But Terrell Hatton, 68-69. Let's hear from one of the co-leaders at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. So how magical was your short game today? Well, it needed to be good today <laughs> because I hit it in some interesting spots. Obviously, it's not easy with uh, with how strong the wind is, but I feel like I actually lost my swing quite a bit on the on the back nine. I just didn't have a clue where it was going. I was struggling with sort of hitting it quite far left, and uh, just happy to get in the clubhouse with uh, kind of no damage done really. A lot of guys on the PGA Tour go about their business not knowing publicly what's going on outside, and we wonder what's happening inside. You're the opposite. We know what's going on on the outside because you're always showing your emotions. What's it like inside when you're playing like that? Uh, I don't know. I just go out there, do my thing, try my best. Um, obviously, I'm quite... You, you know where you stand with me, with how generally my round's going, although I, was, I feel like I was fairly calm out there today. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's only Friday. There's nothing to, to get excited about yet. And he referenced the wind and how tough it's been. He referenced his ball striking. He only put the ball in the fairway, Adam, about 50% of the time, 7 to 14, and just a hair over the positive of 0.406 in strokes game putting yesterday. So, uh, you know, he, he, yes, he putted well, but a lot of those putts were for par. But And he's another guy, and, and we're going to talk about this on our TV show, actually, this week. Um He's honest with the media. He gives you, he, there's no cliches, there's no nonsense. He tells you how he's feeling. You can see how he's feeling. He throws clubs, he can talks to his golf ball a lot. Uh, he, had some, <laughs> he had some wrist issues, um, you know, bro, or some wrist surgery, I should say. It's good to see him bounce back this quickly. It's surprising to see him bounce back this quickly. Only a second start yeah. since the surgery. Yeah. And wrists are those weird things, too, that, you know, that, that's your impact on the ground, like, that's you're feeling it in areas like that. This is not yeah. like a thigh. Yeah, well, you like, like like Mama Scully went almost almost a calendar year without right. playing golf with That's the right. wrist, and you need to let it heal because it yeah. can be re-injured very, very quickly and or quickly. strained, yes. or adjusted right. But good for Troll Hatton, tied for the lead. Tied for the lead was Sun Kang. Sun Kang also at seven under par. That's good for a one shotter over Danny Lee, a two shotter over Harris English, Sanjay M, who we outlined our champion last week at the Honda Classic, and Rory McIlroy. Rory opened with a sixty. 
86. Had it going sideways. Fought it back a bit. Let's not forget that two years ago, this is where kind of Rory was long overdue. What was going on with Rory? Why doesn't he win? He got super hot on the back nine at Sunday yeah. two years ago and grabbed the win here, Adam. And that was impressive to watch the chip in on the back nine, of course, the long birdie on 18. That was sort of right around when uh, Brad Faxon and Rory sort of joined forces and, mm-hmm. and Rory's putting was a lot freer, mm-hmm. wasn't as technical. Uh, and now he's had this great run the last little bit. I know Rory's looking for a win. I know he's sick of being in contention and not closing the door. However, if he were to top five this week, Rory, he would join only Tiger Woods as the only player since the turn of this century to ring off seven top fives in a row to, to, on the PGA Tour. And seven consecutive events. consistency to do that. Yeah. But as we talk about, when Rory is on his game, he's got to be the best player right. in the world. The difference between Rory and Tiger, seven top fives to Tiger, he's got three wins in there. Yeah. Rory's got one right yeah. now. It could be one in six. Let's hope he can get the two and seven. Let's hear from Rory McIlroy. Uh, the second one was lying a bit better, so I thought I, I could do it. Honestly, it was the the decision off the tee was what I was most annoyed about. I, I should have hit five wood just right at the middle of the bunker. I was trying to thread a three wood sort of between the the edge of the bunker and the right rough and trying to get myself down there so I had a shorter shot in. And I just sort of tried to take too much on with the tee shot, put myself in a really bad spot, and then compounded that error with a couple other ones. So a um, couple of bad decisions, but bounced back with a nice birdie on nine and then you know played a decent back nine. Two years ago, we literally stood right in this spot when you won and you told us how special it was to win Arnold Palmer's event. How much joy do you think he's getting watching you guys, the best players in the world, get rewarded for great shots but also get punished for bad ones? Yeah, I think this is exactly the type of test that Arnold would have liked to see at his, at his golf tournament. Um, you know, the weather's cooperated. It's been, you know, sort of cool and breezy. The greens have dried out. Um, but the course is in phenomenal shape. If you play well, there are scores out there. But if you do get out of position, uh, you're going to struggle like I did today at times. And like all great golf courses and tournaments, especially coming down the stretch in those last you know, three or four holes, there's some real scoring opportunities with the par five, the difficult 17th. It's a fun golf tournament like most of the Florida swing. Rory only one ahead of this man, the man in the black hat, the Darth Vader of the PGA Tour. I'm your father. <laughs> Patrick Reed in the hunt again. Let's hear from Patrick Reed. Anytime you can play a play golf course and shoot two rounds under par, you're happy, but... Uh... You know, today was just it was sloppy. It wasn't, uh, the ball striking wasn't where it needed to be. Missed some putts I felt like I should have made. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I was, I was making some some long putts and some some crucial putts that I needed to make as well. So, uh, you know, I mean, I'm in good spot. Just hopefully the uh, hopefully the leaders today and this afternoon don't, uh, don't get too far ahead. But, you know, we're still in this golf tournament. I, I did what I had to do on the first two days. Now to go out and shoot two little rounds to, on the weekend and see what happens. Patrick Reed lives and dies with his putter. Again, in the top five in strokes game putting, and he and he guts it out. It's about his guts. It's about what's between the six six inches between his ears, and it's about his putter. Uh, he's a golf's villain, Adam, and people don't like him, and he's an ugly ball striker. I, I mean, like, that is not one of the best swings or ball strikers on tour, but he finds a way to get it done, and he owns it. And as he said after winning in Mexico, he he's now used to being the villain. He's used to everyone quote-unquote, hating him, mm-hmm. and, and he thrives on that. I think and, so, too. And good for him, I guess. And it's you know it's good for, for golf, I think, to have someone who you want to almost root against. Right. And he, he loves that. Now he has six consecutive rounds under par on the PGA Tour, and just a couple shots back now at the API. I want him and Kepka 
to go toe-to-toe in a big event in a final group because oh. I don't know who anyone's going to cheer for. I don't know who who gets who gets cheered in that group because you know what's actually funny, but I know we got to go to break yeah. shortly. Um, in, in a Faraday episode on Golf Channel last year, Kepko was on and mm-hmm. he and he said that I would play with P. Reed anytime, and this was a year and a half ago. And then he threw him under the bus a couple of uh, what, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, so I'm curious the next time. Not that Reed doesn't deserve what he gets. Yeah, but it's like you know. Kepka says a few things that put some heat on him. I went off on Kepka last week. I yeah. lost my mind on him. So, you know, I just love this. I would love to see that dynamic 100%. at some point this year. On the other side, we're going to Orlando. We are going to the Bay Hill Club and Lodge for the Arnold Palmer Invitational. And we will speak with Kevin Sylvester, my colleague from PGA Tour Radio, who's inside the ropes calling the action this week on the PGA Tour. We'll go there next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by TaylorMade and the all-new Sim and Sim Max drivers. Shape in motion. We reshape the driver so you can reshape your game. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to order yours today. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to GTC. Now, the weather is turning in southern Ontario, and I know it's probably turned also on our West Coast listeners in certain parts of the country. It's nice to come in the studio in the morning for a change with the sun up, and we are going to turn the clocks this week as well, right? And the weekend looks lovely if you're living in the T-Dot and listening to us on TSN 1050 or 1150. But regardless of how good it is this weekend here, it is nowhere near as good as our next guest, what he's got. The stroll that he has for the next 36 at in Orlando at the Bay Hill Club and Lodge is tremendous. He's my friend, my colleague from PGA Tour Radio, a former voice of the Buffalo Sabres. He has Buffalo Sports Page, one of the busiest men in the business, but he's kind of like me. we got to just be as busy as, uh, as we can possibly be so we can squeeze out for uh, golf meetings, right? That's what this is about. <laughs> just as much free golf as we can possibly accumulate. My buddy, Kevin Sylvester joining us now from the PGA Tour radio team. Kevin, have we squeezed in any free golf on this trip yet? Or? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to work on it tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kev, what's with the weather on the Florida swing? Here we go again. Last week at the Honda, scores were through the roof. Players were talking about how difficult it is. And here we go again at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. We're through two rounds. We've got two players at seven under. And it's there's no 62s out there. What are we in for today? More win. What are the conditions like today? Our score's going to stay high. All right, so, you know, with your weather report, I'm going to use the word chilly. (laughs) (laughs) Because we're only only, only going to have a high of 64 degrees Fahrenheit uh, today. Yes, so it's going to be sunny, though. So it'll it'll feel a little warmer than that. Uh, The breezes, we don't expect the the winds to gust uh, as high as they did the first two days. Particularly Thursday afternoon, we were seeing 30-mile-per-hour gusts. Yesterday, we were up to 20-mile-per-hour with some of those wind gusts. And with all of the water hazards uh, that are at Bay Hill, uh, you know, I was thinking of the, the event we worked together last, Mark, uh, the Genesis Invitational. No water hazards uh, on the property. Yeah. 
Uh, here, there's so many of them, uh, seemingly uh, nearly every hole at, at Bay Hill when it comes into play, and that's why you can see some big numbers when the wind uh, pops up here. So, yeah, we could be in for anything on moving day. An example of that was Matt Every, right? <laughs> 65 in round one, 83 to miss the cut in round two. Unbelievable. And with those water hazards down the stretch in those last three holes, especially, Kev, if that wind kicks up late in the day, you can have some very, like a lot of volatility on the leaderboard, which makes it for an exciting uh, radio broadcast and television uh, experience for the viewer, but frustrating for the player. Now, you were with Kepka for the last couple of days. You've been with a few players, but you've called a lot of Kepka and seen a lot of it. He keeps telling everybody, you know, he's close. Ball striking's pretty good. It's the putter that's left him. Now, yesterday, statistically, eh, maybe you could buy into that. Negative strokes game putting. He was 10 of 14 fairways. So ball striking doesn't appear to be bad. But one over par, barely makes a cut. What have you seen from Kepka? Do you buy into you? Do you buy into it? You've seen it with your own eyes. You've heard it. Sometimes you can hear the way they're hitting it. Is he hitting it good? And this is just a matter of time, the short game coming around? Or is there more going on here? Yeah, I, I think he is hitting it well. Um, I, I, do, I do agree with him. It, it is a short game for him, the precision on it. Uh, the putting's not just there. I'll give you an example on on the sixth hole yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, the par five, that iconic par five that you know they bring the long drive guy out every year to try to get, see if he can hit it, you know, all, all the way over over the the lake, the small lake there to the green. It's a 347 yard carry uh, to the green, but you got to play it all around the big loop there. But anyways, Kepka he he laid up, put himself in position. He had 95 yards, uh, hit actually a, a, a great pitch from 95 that he. Uh, just brought in there low, skipped it three times, and settled in five feet just above the cup, and didn't even touch the hole uh, with the putt there. Um, you know, the, the Kepka that was winning major championships, he makes those all the time. So that that to me is an indication that things are just off a bit. I, you know, I also think physically, you know, it's it's a different looking Brooks Kepka uh, to me, anyways. I think we might wear the same pants size. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that, but that's good for me because I've lost a little bit of weight. It is good for you. Yeah, he he might have gained a little bit. Uh, you know, wow. listen, he hasn't been able to work out as as, as much uh, because of the knee, and you know, I I think you know he's adjusting to that, and you know, he'll round things into shape. Uh, I'm sure this is the first cut he's made this year. Or excuse me, second cut he's made this mm-hmm. year on the PGA Tour. He doesn't. He's so low. He's 220th in FedEx Cup standings, which is kind of weird to say i know it's early you know he'll get his points as the year goes along but i guess what i'm trying to say is i'm not worried about brooks kepka this year sounds like kepka's just going for the upper body workouts uh, <laughs> and that's about it uh kevin another guy you've been with uh sung kang uh coming off a t2 at uh, genesis um tied for the lead right now with Terrell hatton uh what have you seen uh thus far that's gone so well for sung kang well you know i i i, I like his golf swing and it's it, you know, compact golf swing, you know, he's a small player, and I say compact, you know, they just kind of fit together uh, with Kang. But he knows how to play the angles. Uh, you know, he's a player that won at Trinity Forest last year. Mm-hmm. I know, Mark, you were uh, on the call for that victory on PGA Tour Radio, and he played the angles very well there. And he's made an addition uh, to his team, Damon Green, Zach Johnson's longtime caddy, is on the bag, and he – he mentioned how he helped him read greens, and it's funny, in the post-round interview, uh, it was one of the few times I've ever cracked up uh, at an answer from a player. I asked him, I said, hey, you did mention Damon Green. He go, what has it meant to have a veteran caddy like him on the bag for you? And he just deadpanned, nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> it was pretty good. So, 
Um, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll see if he's able to, to put it together here in round three, playing with Tyrrell Hatton uh, to see if he can keep himself on top of that leaderboard. Uh, another one here uh, for you, Kev. Obviously, uh, Sung J M won last week, and now he's in contention again. Just how difficult is it for a player to, you know, bounce back in this way to be in contention two straight weeks, especially after winning his first career PGA Tour victory uh, last week? If it were anybody else, I'd say challenging. But uh, Sung J M, the guy plays every week. Mm-hmm. Seems like right. I mean, he just. Uh, plays event after event after event and he's been in contention i earned i earned a ton of respect for him as a person i as a golfer we knew he's good but the sanderson farms championship last fall loses in a playoff kind of a, a heartbreaking way uh from sebastian munoz when he lost and he was halfway up the hill of a clubhouse and it kind of waved him back to come down for an interview and you know obviously english is a second language and uh he's working on it and um, they actually brought an interpreter over. He said he'd rather do it, you know, in his native language, Korean. So uh, he did the interview. The, I mean, just the dejection on his face. Uh, but he did the interview, and I, I was impressed by that. Mm. Been impressed by his play. You know, you look at how he finished his second round hole out bunker shot. It was, it was just he went bunker to bunker and holes out for birdie. Just kind of waved it off like, yeah, that's good. I'm in at five under par. Um, I think it's just all just par for the course. You're selling JM, and it's just business as usual. Right. And I think, I, 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 let me add this. I, mm. I think if there was more of um, a, a media presence like Hideki Matsuyama deals with oh. uh, on the tour, I, I think it might weigh on him more. But um, I, I've only seen one Korean reporter uh, following Sung JM this week and out here, and it's not that the, the rest of the media is paying attention, but just, you know, Mark, you know all the media obligations that yeah. some of these players from other countries have to do several networks and several reporters, and him doesn't have that, so I think that helps him. Yeah, I, I, when you look at Hideki, sometimes it feels like uh, Elvis Presley out there, yeah. and it's like 1972, and he's on a comeback tour, right? It's, it's insane. <laughs> uh, we're with Kevin Sylvester. He's with the PGA Tour radio team this week in Bay Hill, uh, covering the action. They'll have the call on PGA Tour radio this weekend. Kevin, a couple, just a couple of quick ones for you before we let you get to your play-by-play duties. Uh, right now, seven under par. Uh, two players. We got one at six in Danny Lee. A host of guys at five under. Over under. Two guys at double digits at the end of the day under par. Over or under? Or do you take the two? Ooh, boy, that is a good over under. Um, I'll take the two. Take the I'll two. Take you the think two. I, I nailed it on the button? We're gonna have two guys at I ten, do. maybe eleven, uh, and then that's it. Yeah, I think uh, that's ugh, that is a tough one. I I struggled with that one. I was gonna go one, give you one, but I went with the two. We'll see. All right. Uh, news this week. I, I can't let you go without getting an opinion on Tiger. News this week. Players Championship caught everybody off guard. I'm wondering if it should get us cut off guard anymore. But I had a, a thought this morning off the top of the show. Considering how much it takes Tiger to be ready for competition, considering how, what it takes out of him to get in tournament form, which is kind of what we're hearing from Nota Begay, from Tiger's camp, that the, you know they just really don't know when the back's going to be ready when it's not. seems to me like a giant crapshoot. If you're not going to force yourself to, to be ready for the players, you really don't have any control over this. So question for you. If he were to win number 83 somewhere along the way, do you think he retires? No. I think the goal for him is 18. Hmm. Uh, you know, Jack Nichols is 18 majors, and I think this is all about being ready for Augusta. 
so uh, and, and, and the Masters. For you, Kev, that's, that's still in the picture for him, and that's what he's playing for. It, it, yes, and I think the only way he reaches 18 is by winning the Masters. Yeah. Uh, three more times. Right. Right. Well, which is nice. We'll see, and maybe, and maybe the uh, once in every five years when we get a dry, hard Open Championship, yeah, right, maybe. where you can hit some cool. irons, yeah. right, and that's just uh, in the hands of Mother Nature. Kev, have a great broadcast. Say hi to the boys for me. Safe travels home to Buffalo. Make sure you got that uh, hand sanitizer with you. Uh, Mrs. Golf Talk Canada is loading me up with like a large bags of hand sanitizer now every time uh, I go on the road. So, thanks, Kev. Thanks, Kevin Kev. Sylvester from the PGA Tour Radio Broadcast Team. They've got the call. This weekend is Scully has got the you know, Purell. Actually, yeah, right some Purell in here. Yeah, this right is, here. It's good. Uh, I'll, I'll put some on constantly right now, yeah. rubbing it off. That's it. There we go. There you go. There go. Got the Purell. Yep. There he goes. Yep. Man, he's responsible. All right. <laughs> on the other side, we will set up the second hour of GTC. Get you caught up on all things Golf Talk Canada, including Golf Talk Canada TV coming back next yep. week. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada. Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to GTC as we put a bow on the front side of Golf Talk Canada. Hour two, we're going to speak with Charlie Reimer. Uh, as you all know, probably most familiar with Charlie Reimer in his playing days as a PGA uh, touring professional, but also a member of the Golf Channel, now a full-time member of the Play Golf Myrtle Beach family as an ambassador of the Myrtle Beach area. He calls it home. He was born in Myrtle Beach. He's a, a, a native to South Carolina. And uh, also still has his uh, foot in the door in the media world. Is going to be part of the um, CBS radio family for PGA Tour Radio for the Masters as they put, they assemble their own team for the majors uh, away from our regular PGA Tour broadcast team. So Charlie's a part of that. And, of course, he'll be one of the captains at the Can-Am Cup. Yes. So we'll get into that uh, at the uh, the top of Hour 2. Winner's Weird and What. We'll touch base with Bob Weeks. We'll talk about running. And what was else we had? Curling. Fun? And curling. Yes. That's right. Before we get to oh, yeah. running and curling. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty it's a big day in the Briar. It's a right? big All day. across the TSN network, there are two tiebreaker games. Really? Yeah. There is. See, I know nothing about this. Yeah. I know nothing Have about this. Have you ever this. curled? Uh, once I curled. Uh, when Scarborough Golf and Country Club had curling. They no longer have curling, as is a bit a of a topic of, of discussion in the golf community in southern Ontario and in the GTA especially. Mm-hmm. Uh, the curling, Weston, you know, Bob's Club yeah. turned their curling into a uh, 12-month uh, uh, practice facility. Yeah. They did a, a wonderful job. Uh, a lot of clubs doing that. Scarborough considering something along those lines. I believe it's it's now being used uh, for storage and, and, and cart use and things of that nature. But I believe there's a long-term plan there for something else. Um, but it's happening everywhere. Yeah, it really is. Did Bayview ever Bayview have still has curling. They haven't. Oh yeah, it's had curling forever. Yeah. Yeah. And do you curl? Uh, I have curled. Right. I'm actually a club champion curly. I, I will tell. Really? You. Yeah, yeah. Not to brag or anything. Really? Yeah. Who would have guessed that? 
Not me. <laughs> there you go. I have. I thought you were just that. there in the gym. Oh, I didn't realize. That. When's the last time you curled? Uh, six years ago, maybe. The one thing I did Maybe. realize, like most things, like especially like people who have never golfed before, and then they go to pick up a club and they go, man, it's, it's so much harder uh-huh. than it looks. When I went curling, the first thing I noticed, and no problem with the balance and making the moves and whatnot, because we've all played sports and have some type of athleticism to us because we've grew up, grown up in sports, right? I, I grew up in a hockey arena, right? right. Um, I rifled that oh, stone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I was thing. just ramming it off yeah. the back end. They're like, whoa, 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 you yeah. got to back off that uh-huh. thing. In fact, like, there's no push in the arm Not at all. all. It's, it's all just the speed. It's you a god. Yeah, 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 but very cool. Lots yeah. of fun. If you haven't done it, try it. But uh, we'll also get you caught up an hour or two on leaderboards from around the world of golf because there is some golf going on more places than just the PGA Tour. Mm-hmm. And a Canadian has a chance to win on a tour. So we'll tee up that for you in Winner's Weird and What as well. Adam, Golf Talk Canada Television returns Wednesday next yeah. TSN 4 1 p.m. 1 p.m. TSN 4 Golf Talk Canada season debut. It is the 60-minute Players Championship preview special. And golf's greatest course, golf's greatest stadium, golf's greatest field. Sorry, golf's greatest field on golf's greatest stadium. Uh, I love it. I think it's the best three finishing holes in the world of golf. Yeah, it's a great stretch of finishing holes, 16, 17, 18. From a tournament standpoint. Yeah, that tee shot on 18. I mean, water all left. You can bail as far right as you can. We've seen some interesting shots in the past. Thinking back, you know, Ian Poulter cold shanking a shot a couple of years ago. But, uh, you know, throughout the show, uh, we're going to take a look back at what we missed from our year in review TV show in January, February. We're going to take a look back at the top moments from 17. Last year, we'll talk about Tiger Woods not playing in the Players' Championship as well. And we'll learn all about the tailor-made sim driver. Yes, too. We, from our trip to Carlsbad. Uh, we spoke with yep. Tomo Bicet and grabbed that, and we'll run that interview. That'll be fun. Um, I got that's another listen. We've got this tiger thing going on in social media, yeah. right? And right now, our Twitter poll is suggesting that 30% of you think that he would quit the game if he got 83, and 70% of you at the moment are, are in the Kevin Sylvester camp that no, he's going to keep playing because there's other reasons for him to keep playing golf. Uh, we'll keep our eye on that Twitter poll, let you know what the results are at the end of the show. Uh, if we weren't doing the tiger poll this week, uh, and maybe we'll do this next week because mm-hmm. uh, you'll be in this chair I next will be. week because Bob and I will both be at the Players' Championship. And uh, maybe we'll ask our Twitter audience uh, and our listeners next week what they think the greatest finish in tournament golf is. Because oh, it's a different question, a question, right? 100% it is. Because, yeah. like, would I rather be standing on the, the, the 16th tee at Cabot Cliffs and play 16, 17, 18 at Cabot Cliffs? 100%. Like, awesome. But from a tournament standpoint, television, drama, volatility on the leaderboard, stadium environment for spectating with the way the players, uh, the fans now surround 16, 17, 18. I mean, I don't think there's a better finish in tournament golf than the players' champion. I'm trying to think. So in terms of final or finishing holes, I should say, Carnoustie. That's that's the hardest five holes in any golf championship stretch in the world. Now, having said that, Carnoustie, the 18th hole, played so differently this past time around because yes. it was so downwind yes. and the fairways were this were rock hard. hard. So guys yes. were hitting 400-yard right. tee shots. Right. In normal Carnoustie conditions, that is the the most difficult. Stretch. And yeah. that, and and the prevailing win at Carnoustie there is for 17 to play downwind, which mm-hmm. is the hole in the opposite direction. And that, so, 16, so 14, 15, 16 play into the teeth, Downwind 17, back into the yeah, wind on it 18. The it was the opposite. Yeah. And it changed the entire fit. And that 17th hole was 
so hard on the Sunday. Guys having 240 right. yards in. Yeah, yeah. They, it was almost impossible that hole. Right? And then hitting driver right. flip pitch. That's what on, happens on when the prevailing win at a golf course does the uh, the flip around for you. That's but the win, I yeah. think the last five. When in the normal prevailing win at Carnoustie, play harder in, in yeah. with the exception of 17, and we got the opposite. Yeah. But anyway, we'll touch base with that next week. 20 weeks of TaylorMade is returning. You've got to follow us on social media, uh, on Instagram and Twitter, at Golf Talk Canada. So social media handles are at Golf Talk Canada. If you already follow us, you're already in. We're going to give away close to 20000 over 20 weeks starting Masters Week. Uh, and we're going to do that uh, throughout the summer on 20 Weeks TaylorMade. Next week... We're going to give away an Adidas uh, Prime Blue, Ocean Blue. Oh, I got to get this right here. What was I, I screwed it up the other day, too. You're wearing it on TV. I this wore week. it on TV. It, yep. So um, you'll see the shirt. Right. Let's it's get it's got some great materials uh, on it. And I'll it's give blue. you the update on this on the other side. For I don't sure. want, oh, here it's Prime Blue. That's what I'm looking for. Mm. It is the Adidas Golf Prime Blue golf shirt. And what makes this shirt so important? It's how environmentally uh, responsible it is. The shirt is made 100% recyclable materials. They they say they catch plastic before it enters the oceans from beaches and coastal communities to keep the oceans clean. And now they've used it to recycle to make this product. And it looks great. It wears great. So all the technology you have in Adidas shirt, except it's 100% environmentally friendly. And we'll give away one of those next week. Next week we're going to give it away. And April 11th, mark it down. April 11th is the Saturday of the Masters. Golf Talk Canada Radio is also available on TSN2. Mm-hmm. TSN Television. You can watch us argue about everything in the world of golf versus just listening. Yep. That'll be fun. It'll be fun. Big stuff coming up in Hour 2, starting with Charlie Reimer. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, first good decision on the golf course. It always starts in the closet. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. Thank you for listening to Hour 1 of GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. Stay tuned for 60 more minutes of GTC. CHUM AM Toronto is TSN 1050, an iHeart Radio station. The NBA champion Raptors live here. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Woodington Lake Golf Club. Proud home of the Mackenzie Tour PGA Tour Canada's Ontario Open. For membership information or to book tee times and special events, visit WoodingtonLake.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to GTC, the backside hour two. Zacchino and Scully in studio. Weeks are going to join us at the bottom of the hour from the Dominican Republic. But before we get to that, we have lots to get to still. Winners, weird and what? We'll give you leaderboard updates from around the world of golf. And earlier this week, Scully, I had the opportunity to speak with Charlie Reimer. Now, Charlie Reimer, born in uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. He calls it home. He is a South Carolina native. Uh, he has had uh, an affiliation and a love of the Myrtle Beach area for his entire life. And, um, you know, obviously our, our listeners probably remember Charlie as a PGA Tour playing professional. And then his uh, time with the Golf Channel uh, is still in the broadcast world, as I mentioned to you, part of the Masters radio team, usually on, the, on an annual basis. But uh, he loves the Myrtle Beach area. And, and it's, it, 
I love the fact that, you know, he has decided at this point in his life that he's going to, like, champion, so to speak, the cause of letting the world know, like, how proud he is of the area and what it offers and why it is, you know, the golf capital of the world. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, that's what they lean their hat on, and and rightfully so. There's more options and more golf in that short little strip from the tip of North Carolina down to the bottom there in the Polly's Island area. Is there... Uh, have you been to Myrtle before? I have not. I'm really looking forward okay, to going. Okay, so this is going to yeah. be your first time at the Can-Am yeah. Cup. Yeah. All right, so the Can-Am Cup kicks off in a couple of weeks. It is our second annual Can-Am Cup. Right. This year we have 20 Canadians versus 20 Americans. So the teams have grown from t- teams of 12 to teams of 20 Amazing. already. Yep. Uh, our friends at Adidas have uniformed us up from top to bottom for both squads. Our friends at TaylorMade have supported us again, of course, in, in, in golf balls and prizing. Uh, we are playing three of the best golf courses Myrtle Beach has to offer. Caledonia Golf and Fish Club, which is my absolute favorite. Mm-hmm. You're going to love it. Tidewater, which is up in the north end uh, on the intercoastal waterway. Stunning property. You're going to love it. And, of course, I've never played before that. I have heard nothing but incredible things. Grand Dunes, uh, right, right. which is right where our uh, the, the Marina Inn is, which is our host hotel, which is I've actually stayed there. A wonderful hotel. So I'm really looking forward to this. Charlie Reimer, Dennis Paulson, and Carl Paulson will captain Team USA. Yours truly, Mike Kelly from Golf Ontario, yep. and Dave Hempstead, my co-star with Off the Hosel, and, 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 yep. and our friend is the captain uh, three captains of Team Canada, and we're going to take them on. And I'm glad it's you're coming. Fun. Me you're going to have a blast. Oh yeah! I had the opportunity to speak with Charlie. Now, Play Golf Myrtle Beach, our, fr- our friends and sponsors here on Golf Talk Canada, they have a series called Charlie Reimer's Myrtle Beach Golf Experience. I suggest you go to Play Golf Myrtle Beach and check out uh, Charlie's Myrtle Beach Golf Experience and Ride In with Reimer, which is a which is their online series, Ride In with Reimer, and it's some uh, uh, just a fun way to see what Myrtle Beach has to offer. And Play Golf Myrtle Beach can put uh, your trip to the Myrtle Beach area together and customize it exactly the way you want. I had the opportunity to speak to Charlie about his love of Myrtle Beach, why it is the best place for Canadians to kick off their golf season, and the Can-Am Cup. Charlie, again, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with us today. Before we get into today, you're coming off a big weekend. It was the World Junior, uh, Dustin Johnson affiliation with the event, Dustin Johnson's affiliation with Myrtle Beach. Uh, for our listeners that are maybe unfamiliar with the World Junior, just uh, tell us a little bit about it and, and, and just what you guys had going on this past weekend down in Myrtle Beach. Yeah, sure, Mark. So uh, Dustin Johnson uh, uh, went to college in, in uh, Myrtle Beach and Myrtle Beach area, Coastal Carolina, which is a school that's uh, really on fire, tremendous growth there. And and uh, he lived in the Myrtle Beach area for quite some time. His home course was TPC Myrtle Beach. And uh, Dustin has since moved down to South Florida, but but uh, he keeps ties in the Myrtle Beach area. Uh, he's got a foundation that does a lot of work uh, with junior golf in the area, providing scholarships and equipment and that sort of stuff. And part of that initiative five years ago was starting a uh, a junior golf tournament, and uh, they wanted it to be a top tournament. And of course, when you start something like that, you just never know how things are going to go. But I'm going to tell you what, it's blossomed. We, we have... Uh, uh, top kids from all over want to come and get to this tournament. You can't imagine how many calls I get saying, hey, can you help get this kid in or that kid in? Oh, I can't help any of them. They have to earn their way in. And it's very quickly become one of the one of the top events. Um, it's played uh, at TPC Myrtle Beach, which was a golf course of the year uh, for the state of South Carolina last year. It's a Tom Fazio course designed with uh, Lanny Watkins. I had the PGA Tour champions to a championship there. Actually, I believe it was in 2000. So it's a really neat golf course, in great shape, wall to wall overseed. And uh, these kids came in and played some wonderful golf. And 
and the event just keeps uh, growing every year, and uh, it's a lot of fun to get out there and, uh, and watch them play. They can get it around. Junior golf's a lot different when I played junior golf, I can tell you that. These kids know how to play these days. Well, and for the other thing, I can back that up. When I played junior golf, none of us were really athletes. These guys are all athletes now, so that's unbelievable. But, uh, Charlie, yeah. for, for yeah. our listeners, uh, we're familiar. Of course, I'm familiar with you, obviously, because of your playing career and your time at the Golf Channel, as well as our listeners. And you and I have a gazillion colleagues and friends in common between the two of us, so it's amazing that we have yet mm-hmm. meet in person, but we're going to fix that at the Can-Am Cup in a few weeks. But for our listeners that aren't familiar with your relationship with Myrtle Beach, uh, tell us about it. Well, sure, and I appreciate the question. Uh, I, I grew up in South Carolina, um, uh, the upstate, uh, about three hours away. But if you grow up in South Carolina and you're in golf, all roads go through Myrtle Beach and golf capital of the world. So uh played a lot of junior golf tournaments, did a lot of vacations down the Myrtle Beach area, and then, over the last, oh gosh, 15 or 20 years, I've, I've kept good relations with, with Myrtle Beach. Occasionally, uh, come into town to do some events like MC in the World Am, which is about 3,500 players. Uh, amateur tournament from all over the world, uh, top amateur tournament. I do that over the years. Uh, I did a, a travel series, I guess it's been 10 or 12 years ago now, called Road, Road Trip Myrtle Beach. And, and uh, that was a lot of fun that aired on Golf Channel. And early last year, I had an opportunity to move to Myrtle Beach full-time and be uh, the ambassador for a company called Myrtle Beach Golf Tourism Solutions. It's a company that's been around for about 30 to 35 years. And our job is, is to promote all the golf in Myrtle Beach, uh, which is easy for me to do uh, now that I live there full-time and I'm very familiar with the area. Uh, it's... Um, uh, not hard to uh, get on a radio show or do a commercial or write a piece and, and tell the world how uh, much fun it is to visit and live in Myrtle Beach. That's not much of a stretch for me. And, and uh, uh, I still get a chance to get out and do some broadcasting as well. So uh, it's uh, it's nice being based in Myrtle Beach and an uh, area of the world where, if you don't know it, Mark, we put sugar in our tea Um and and when it comes to it comes to the table, it's already sweet. We call it sweet tea. It's nectar of the gods. If you haven't tried it, you're going to when you're down next month. Uh, my wife can't get enough of it, Charlie. So I I know it well. Uh, we're with Charlie Reimer, who I'm just going to start calling the unofficial mayor of Myrtle Beach, uh, and he's going to be part <laughs> of our Can Am Cup in a few weeks, uh, Charlie. Uh, for those of us, or for those of our listeners who haven't been to Myrtle Beach, why Myrtle Beach? And part two of that question, for uh, people like myself who have been down there the last couple of years, but I was there about three years ago, but it was about a five-year gap from the last time I was there yeah. until the time I returned three years ago. For some of us, or some of our listeners who love being there but haven't been there in a while, what are they going to see different? Because I was shocked at a lot of the growth. Well, Myrtle Beach is is actually um, quite a few communities. It it, it runs north and south, obviously, on on the Atlantic. And and it's about 70 miles top to bottom, Georgetown, South Carolina, all the way up over the North Carolina Carolina line into Calabash, North Carolina, Brunswick, Georgia. Uh, And we've got, give or take, about 80 golf courses in those 70 miles. So I'm not real good at math, but I'm thinking that's a little more than one golf course per mile. (laughs) And uh, we've got um, 
golf courses by all the top designers, um, from from Jack Nicholas to Tom Fazio, uh, down to golf courses that um, maybe maybe are great golf courses when you're uh, just wanting to get out on the golf course for the first time, and and uh, so it makes it a little easier on some of those types of golf courses to economics of getting into golf uh, really work well there. For, for folks in your part of the world, this time of year, uh, I, I really encourage you to have a look at Myrtle Beach because about 30 of those golf courses do what we call wall-to-wall overseeding. So from tree line to tree line, we've got uh, really nice rye grass. Uh, think Augusta. And, and uh, they're striping the fairways of those golf courses. And I'm, I'm glad we don't all we don't have all our courses wall to wall because if you, if you do wall to wall overseas you pay a little bit of a price in the summertime your fairways aren't going to be as good early to mid-summer uh, just because of the way turf works but those courses that don't overseas they're in their best shape in the summertime so really any time of year you come to Myrtle Beach we're going to have a large selection of golf courses that uh, that are going to be in, in excellent shape and the other thing that's going on is is um the golf industry uh, in our part of the world has been on a nice rebound. Our bookings are up, and so our owners are coming back in and have been over the last few years uh, making capital investments and improving uh, the turf conditions and redoing bunkers and, 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 and improving drainage, uh, things that just need to be done from time to time on golf courses uh, that require some investment. And all of those things are, have been done uh, and, and are ongoing. And so you're seeing the, the condition of the golf courses, the clubhouses uh, improve with time, which is which is really nice to see. All right, Charlie, in a couple of weeks, we've got the second edition of the Can-Am Cup. And this year, you're joining Carl and Dennis Paulson from Inside the Ropes as the three captains of Team USA, taking on myself, Dave Hempstead, Mike Kelly from Golf Ontario is the three captains of Team Canada, and we have two teams of 20 going toe-to-toe on what I think, first of all, is we had so much fun in this event last year, so I can't wait for you to be a part of it this year. And the golf courses and uh, places we got lined up this year are off the charts. Caledonia Golf and Fish Club, which is my favorite in the Grand Strand, hands down, my favorite golf course, one of the favorite golf courses in the world. Tidewater, another exceptional venue, and Grand Dunes, which I've heard nothing but good things about. I have yet to play that golf course, so I'm excited about that. We've got the Marina Inn, the Grand Marina Inn, which is a, a, a tremendous hotel facility, and 40 great guys. This is going to be good, and the trash talking has started already. Well, it's real clear to me uh, that somebody's feelings are going to get hurt over this. Uh, <laughs> the email chain has been spectacular. And uh, the one thing that I'm really picking up on is, is uh, in particular, uh, the, the uh, team members from Canada, they're very excited about getting down into some, into some better weather. And uh, I, I'm, I'm excited for, for you guys as well. The only thing is, it's, you know, you've got all of this anticipation and build up and look at the weather forecast. I just mentioned, you know, we're overseeded, the top golf courses. And it's going to be a letdown because you're going to get your butts with uh, that's the only bad thing, you know. I mean, other other than you know, if you can just sort of disconnect, you know, from the competition and enjoy the the conditions and the scenery, you'll be fine. But if you come down and think you're going to be competitive, that's going to be a whole other issue. Well, Charlie, all I can tell you is this, and you know the pulses. We scared them in the drinking competition uh, last year, so you've been warned, okay? <laughs> hey, listen, I know I'm not, I'm not the smartest guy in the world. 
but I ain't getting a no drinking contest with any Canadians. I can tell you that for a fact. That ain't going to happen. I'm getting a rib eating contest, long drive putting, beauty contest, whatever you want, but I'm not getting any drinking contest with you guys. Charlie, thanks so much for your time. Uh, really looking forward to Canada Cup. Thanks for your support, Myrtle Beach and Golf Talk Canada and Golf Ontario and the Golf Association of South Carolina. It's a it's a wonderful pa- a partnership that also helps kids in junior golf out as well. So Canadians, get out there. Go visit Myrtle Beach. Kick off your season in Myrtle Beach. And remember, not only are you having a great time and visiting one of the greatest golf territories in the world, uh, you're supporting junior golf in both parts of the world through our partnership here at Golf Talk Canada and Play Golf Little Beach. So it's, it's win, win, win across the board. Charlie, I'll see you in a couple of weeks. You got better practice some. <laughs> you got it, Charlie. The trash talking has begun. We'll see him in a couple of weeks. Reimer, America, Paulsons, we're coming. On the other side, three dub. This is GTC. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Woodington Lake Golf Club, proud home of the Mackenzie Tour PGA Tour Canada's Ontario Open. For membership information or to book tee times and special events, visit woodingtonlake.com. This is Golf Talk Canada. Celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Tourism Ireland. World-class courses, spectacular locations. Whatever you're looking for in a golf holiday, Ireland has something for you. Visit GolfAwayTours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to GTC. It's Scully. It's Zakino. It's three dub. Winner's weird and what? And Scully, the tea is yours. So, so what do I do? Just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun. We're having fun. Look, it went further than your ball. All right, Mark, my winner this week is Albin Choi. And uh, this is, it might be, uh, it'll be a familiar name to some, um, but Albin was on the bag caddying for Sung JM last week. Uh, Albin had a great Canadian amateur career. He was on the web, on the web.com slash corn ferry tour for uh, the past couple of years. Uh, he's, after sort of losing his status on the corn ferry tour, he's been caddying at the Old Palm uh, Golf Club in Palm Beach Gardens. And that's where, uh, Sungjae and Albin actually um, met each other on the Corn Ferry Tour, and they've maintained a relationship. Uh, obviously, Sungjae M's English, um, he, he's still learning, uh, and Albin really helped with the language barrier. Um, it's a personal thing as well. I, I went to high school with Albin, so it's great to see him have success that way. Uh, it was awesome watching on Sunday as well, because he was in, uh, Albin was in Mackenzie Hughes' wedding party. Right. And so watching them sort of go back and forth, uh, the, the, the props on the 17th hole, after Mackenzie made that long 50-footer. Uh, so a, a great story to see him do well. I know he's still aspiring to be a golfer, right? not a caddy, but yeah. for a one-off to win you know, a good chunk of change, good, good for, him. for him. Well yeah. done. Yeah, yeah. that's well a cool done. story. And a, the high five on 17. That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. That was really cool. Uh, my weird this week, okay, Matt Every. Leading after the first day, and he's packing his bags Friday afternoon to go 65 and then 83. This is uh, insane. After, after his first round, he was quoted to saying, sometimes I'm really good, sometimes I'm really bad, 
it's a weird game. For a professional golfer, that's insane. He also said, there's just no like middle ground with me, though. That's either, the problem. Either, either has it or doesn't. Ragged or really good. And going back to the second round of the Honda, his last three rounds, 85, 65, 83. That's like it's it's uh, I'm I either am puring it yes. and making everything, or I look like a guy who uh, has never played the game before. Now to compare, in 2012, right. at our golf course in Florida, right. I shot 86, and the next day I shot 68. Yeah, setting a, the but, amateur course record. But that, so but, hold on, but that is why though you're sitting here with me and not playing on tour, and that's why we're, we we just did four minutes of a swing lesson. Right. This is yeah. this is. A two-time winner of the Arnold Palmer Invitational, yes. by the way. A guy who knows the Bay Hill Golf yeah. Club like the back of his hand. Yeah. Makes no sense. Adam. Fascinating. Uh, a very strange story, uh, for sure. Okay, my what this week. Okay, what a run by Tommy Fleetwood coming to an end uh, this week. For the first time in 48 worldwide starts, including 33 straight, uh, made cuts in the PGA Tour. Tommy Fleetwood not playing the weekend. Looked a little tired yeah. maybe all week. Yeah. Two rounds of 76. I think last week, uh, having a chance to win at Honda, and then the bottle of uh, bottle. Ball in the water on the final hole. I think yeah. that took a lot out of him. And the golf course was obviously playing very yeah. hard last week. Yes. That approach and into this 18. Yep. He might have caught some flack with what he did on 18, trying to feather a cut in there. But hey, he was playing to win, and good for him. All right, so this is going to lead in a little bit into my winner's weird and what, because my weird this week is a little bit about golf analysts. And last week I was watching the broadcast with Mrs. Golf Tide Canada. Yes. And when Fleetwood walked off the 17th green, uh, I said to Heather, I said, uh, the tee shot on 18 is perfect for him. He loves to hit it right to left. That back right hole location for the three wood for his second, for a shot he doesn't like to hit, that cut, that's going to be the problem. I'm saying this as he's walking off 17. We didn't hear it from the NBC golf team until he's already hit it in the water. We didn't hear that. No, so there's some interesting here. And by the way, guess who has the uh, cut streak right now on the PGA Tour? Colin Morikawa. That's it. Isn't that nice? Colin Morikawa. Hasn't missed a cut as a professional. That's a, a crazy story. Okay, Mark, the T is now yours. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Ah, uh, the truth is my winner this week is a Canadian that has a chance to win on Champions Tour. David Moreland the fourth. That's right, David Moreland the fourth at age 50, Monday qualified this week on the Champions Tour, and after a career competitive best 61 to open the Hogue Classic on the Champions Tour, David Moreland the fourth has a chance for victory. He's two up right now on Ken. Duke and Scott McCarron, Monday qualifier. And guess what? Canada does well with Monday qualifiers. Last year, PGA Tour, San Antonio Open, Monday qualifier, Corey Connors. Went on to victory, went on to the Masters. Let's go. David Moore LaForce, by the way, coming off some great golf. He's played well in other parts of the world. He's got full-time status on the European Senior uh, Tour. So this is not a surprise to David Moreland. Might be the surprise to a lot of us, but for him... Not surprised to him. He's been playing great. Looking forward to seeing how he keeps us going on the weekend. That's a great story for sure. All right. On the uh, teaser I gave you between our winner, uh, winner's weird and what's uh, Michelle Wee. Michelle Wee. And l- listen, I don't want people, to, you know, say, oh, Mark is, you know, uh, crapping on a female. Brock. This has nothing to do with Michelle Wee personally. I actually really like Michelle Wee. I actually feel bad for Michelle Wee mm-hmm. because I think th- th- her camp, did her wrong yeah, as a as a sure. as a child. Yeah. I thought she was put in a bad position. I really like Michelle Wee. This is more a commentary on people making decisions in the world of golf of what they think 
broadcasts are about. And there's been a lot of talk about how bad the CBS broadcast has been in the last year or so and changes there. I don't have an opinion on that. I really don't. But what I do have an opinion on is formulas. And I believe that the best person for the job is the best person for the job, regardless of sex, regardless of race, regardless of religion. Those things shouldn't matter. We should all be judged equally, and the best person for the job should get the job. Well, Michelle Wee is going to be an analyst next week for the Golf Channel at the Players' Championship. Of course, she's never played in competition. A championship, she's never played in competition. Uh, uh, she's never done the walk from 16 to 17 mm-hmm. when, you, when, you, when you know what's coming up ahead of you. She's never had to hit the turnover the draw on the 18th tee and maybe lay back with an iron like Jason Day did back when he won. Mm-hmm. Mind you, Jay Day hit that two iron 292 that year. <laughs> My point is this. It's a head. It's weird. Thus, yeah. my weird. Where where do these decisions come from? I, I want to hear what Michelle Wee has to say when we get to the ladies' majors. I want to hear what the ladies' U.S. women's U.S. Open. I want to hear from Michelle Wee uh, week to week. Mm-hmm. Uh, get her views on the world of golf. What she thinks about Tiger right now. Does, does the schedule scare her? Do I want to hear from Michelle Wee as an analyst at the Players Championship that you and I? have as much cred at the Players' Championship to be an analyst. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's a bizarre decision, as, as you said, um, you know, for other major championships and getting more in, into the mindsets of some, that, that'd be a better decision for sure. Yeah, just, uh, she has a general wealth of knowledge in the game of golf. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. Is that, but, I mean, we're talking about an analyst from the live from desk in the Players' yeah. Championship. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a square peg in a round hole. Mm-hmm. My what this week, and we're running out of time, what is going on with Justin Rose? All right, this is what I say. Don't take the money. Don't take the easy money. He took the easy money, and I'm not saying this because we're Team TaylorMade and I've been Team TaylorMade for a decade and they treat us great and we love them and all that. Throw that out the window. He took the money a year ago to go to Homa. And he took the easy money. He was number one in the world when he left TaylorMade. Mm And he actually won the first week that change happened. At Torrey Pines, yeah. At Torrey Pines with the new equipment in the bag. But that was... That was a leftover momentum from the previous year, so to speak. Since then, he has gone from one in the world to 13th in the world. He's just missed his second cut in a row. His game is in a downward spiral, Mm -hmm. Justin Rose. Nowhere to be found as we head to golf's greatest stadium and then to the Masters. And what has he done now? Guess what clubs are out of the bag. He's got a sim driver back now going into play last week. And this week, he put in a brand new set of irons. He put in a set of 7P30 tailor-made irons. So it looks like the relationship with uh, Homa is done. I, I, I don't know. We don't know that as a fact. But we can maybe assume Homa's still the bag. But in that bag are his tailor-made weapons. And he's trying to fight his way back to get ready for the year's first major. Mm-hmm. So there's something major going wrong with JR. All right. On the other side, we're going to head to the DR. Talk a little running, talk a little curling, and we might get Bob's opinion on some things in the world of golf. This is GTC. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Tourism Ireland. World-class courses, spectacular locations. Whatever you're looking for in a golf holiday, Ireland has something for you. Visit GolfAwayTours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program, presented by Acura. 
This segment of GTC is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Mark Zucchino and Adam Scully. And we're about to bring in our a good friend, Mr. Bob Weeks from the Dominican Republic. Uh, before we do, Cedar Bray Golf Club. Uh, still some major incentives if you're looking to join a private club in the GTA. Uh, go to CedarBrayGolf.com. That's CedarBrayGolf.com right now. I believe the initiation is still available at a $2,500 discount. So I believe there's X amount of memberships they'll let you in for $7,500. And that window's closing very fast. You, we played Cedar Bray last say, year, we remember? played... Two, three times? Yeah. Yeah. They love it. They treat us great. We're, we're so proud of the association with them. It is a no-brainer. If you're looking like for a great golf course, great value, great yeah. – they love their golf. It's a golfer's golf club. It's a great variety it's a, of holes yeah, there. Yeah. yeah, it's a great I love those the, – the set of par threes are awesome. Yeah. Really it's a good, good par fives, too. Let's go to the Dominican Republic now and bring in a drunk Bob Weeks <laughs> who is still drinking from last night's margarita somewhere on the beach. Uh, Bob, I just hope that when you passed out on the beach with the margarita in your hand, that at least someone had the common decency to put an umbrella over it. Yeah. And a blanket. And a blanket. <laughs> uh, how are we doing oh, down there? And when are you making the jump from the DR to the, to the players? When's that movement happening? So. I, we're down here shooting uh, the Just for Men commercial yeah. that you'll see throughout the, the coming year, which is uh, fun. We had a good, good crew down here, a good shoot, and uh, heading home today for just in time to kind of change the change the luggage and laundry, and then uh, heading to the players on Monday. So oh, it's wow. a short turnaround, but. Uh, there are worse places to be, as I sit out here and look at the waves crash. All right, well, we're, we're got to get into some Tiger talk, and I, and I want to uh, get your opinion on on maybe some of the things happening at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. But before we do, I promise Skelly, he had wanted to talk to you a little bit about curling and running. So, Skulls, go ahead, tee up Bob here with your curling questions. Okay, Bob. So, so I've been watching a lot of the Briar this week. I, I got to say, I'm not yeah. sure how much Briar coverage uh, there's been in the Dominican Republic, but uh, have you ever it's seen actually- some? No, go ahead. It was actually on in the sports bar. It was actually on in the sports wow. bar. Wow. There you go. So there you go. Wow. Well, well today, is, today is tiebreaker Saturday. Have you ever seen something in the briar like this where there are so many teams bunched up together like this before? It happens once in a while, but not that often. I can remember one time in, um, I want to say, early 90s, there was a four-way tie for first place. Oof. This was before they had the, the playoff structure that they had now. So they right. had a long series of tiebreakers and to sort things out but uh once in a while it happens but it just goes to show you how uh how much parity there is at the top of the game right now there are a lot of very good teams and each one of them can beat the other one you know at any given day uh and you had a running question didn't you adam yes bob (laughs) have you also uh just been running on the beach like in your jeans just just running down the beach the whole time or uh, in in between (laughs) That's going to be in the commercial, actually. That's Perfect. With my hair flowing in the wind. Perfect. Yeah. Running back. No, it's been pretty hot here, so uh, I've been reduced to uh, running on the treadmill here, which oh, is something okay. I don't really like, but, uh, yeah. but that's what I've been doing to get a little exercise. But uh, played some golf down here, too, and oh. it's some, some beautiful golf course we're at here. So it's um, nice. It's kind of uh, the best of all my worlds here. I can watch curling, I can go running, and I can play golf. I Perfect. love it. Maybe that's it. Next, w- maybe next winter, Bob, you just we do the show from there. But yeah. that's it. Just like why it. are we up here? Road right? trip. That's it. That sounds great. Our uh, Twitter poll question this week, Bob. Right now, twenty three percent of our Twitter audience is saying yes. Seventy seven percent is saying no. We asked the question: If Tiger Woods, considering what he has to do to get himself in game form, if we believe what Noda Begay suggested that 
the end of 2019, to be the best player at the President's Cup, to be that guy, it took everything Tiger Woods had to get there. If we, if we believe that narrative, then if he were to win number 83 at any point in the near future, would he immediately retire? Would he walk away with the at once he gets the 83? We have 23% say yes, 77% say no. Just your thoughts on the news that came out this week, and what do you think about our Twitter question? Uh, if you're going to follow that narrative, I think the one thing you have to remember in Tiger is that he just, you know, this is he's been through this so many times, and he's come back so many times. So I think he believes that even if he does get 83, he can get to 84, he can get to 16 majors. Uh, it may not happen, but I think his belief system is so strong that he really feels he can pull this out and he can get ready and get himself in shape um, for a for a, a, another major or another big tournament down the road somewhere. You know, if you listen to Mark Steinberg, he says it doesn't seem like it's that serious or that uh, um, threatening an injury, I guess, right now what he's going through. But the fact that he's missing the Players' Championship, to me, says one of two things. Either he, this is a lot more serious than he's letting on, or B, he's only, the only thing he cares about is Augusta National. He wants to get there and he wants to be in shape. And he might uh, risk you know, he doesn't want to risk injury ahead of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's got all his sights set on that week in April. Yeah, he's got his sights set uh, to defend uh, for sure. Okay, Bob, last segment in Winner's Weird and What. Uh, my winner uh, this week was Albin Choi for the work he did uh, for Sung JM uh, en route to, to victory. Uh, but we have uh, let's talk about Mackenzie Hughes because what happened last weekend... And was, we haven't really had a chance to touch on it's this. It's been much. such a busy show. It's been a busy show. We've had so much going on this week yeah. that we... You know, we came very close to our second Canadian winner in, in within a weeks. Yeah. So, so Bob, just how impressive was this run, and how sort of out of nowhere did this come for him to shoot a pair of sixty sixes and come in solo second? You know, the impressive part for me is just how he was able to stick to his guns for so long. I mean, he yeah. played eleven tournaments this year uh, and and missed the cut in nine of them. He had missed the last five in a row coming into this, and I had a chance to chat with him earlier this week. And he really talked about the fact that there were times when he really had to kind of kick himself in the butt and say, you are really close, you are capable, this isn't the, the golfer that you are, you know, this is, this is not me, he said. And, and I think a lot of times he was, um, he found himself, he said, looking at, at video, at, uh, video of, of, of Kobe Bryant and seeing how good he was mm-hmm. and, uh, and doing inspirational things that kind of gave him a lift just to show him what was capable and how you can fight back and, and there's no sense in, in quitting. So I think it's very impressive. I think it's uh, perhaps not surprising to McKenzie because he felt he was close to things. I hear golfers say that all the time. But he really did trust in in his ability to come back. Now I think it's going to be interesting to see when he plays next week at the Players' Championship, will this give him a boost? Will he carry forward and continue to play well uh, in the Players' Championship on a bigger stage? I, I hope he does. He's a very good golfer. We know what his past has been like, and he's had some success at pretty much every level. So it would be nice to see him. Uh, turn this thing around and make uh, nine cuts in a row. Looking forward to next week, Bob, because uh, I, you know, obviously Arnold Palmer going on right now, and, and there's some interesting names in the leaderboard. Rory has a chance to to win again. It, you know, if he does it again this week, finishes top five, he'll he'll join Tiger as the only player to ring off seven top fives in a row on the PGA Tour since the turn of the century. The difference with Rory is uh, currently we're sitting on one victory in that run, and you know we can debate. The pros and cons of that, and, and and where the holes are, and you know, you and I've been talking about his short game, etc. But next week, it's a golf course 
or doesn't really favor anybody. I, and I love that about the Players' Championship. I love the fact that, you know, hitting it 320, uh, it, you know, it helps everywhere you go. But it really gets negated around uh, Sawgrass. I, I, it's a true examination. I got my eye next week on on more of a plotter. I know uh, you and I both like Webb Simpson, or not necessarily Webb Simpson, but that type of player, and that's why he's kind of come up in the conversation. In your mind, from a Canadian standpoint, who pops out for you for next week? Because for me, it's Corey Connors. Greens in regulation at Sawgrass, and if you're talking greens in regulation, you're talking Corey Connors. Definitely. You know, I, I think you when, you when you talk about the unpredictability of this course. Just look at uh, or this tournament. Just look at what you saw last year. The first and second place finishers: Rory McIlroy, big bomber, and number two is Jim Furyk, <laughs> um, you know, who's anything but the big bomber. So um, that that should show you something. And and a lot of international players win here as opposed to uh, Americans. I guess if we're not really talking international as a Canadian, but you know what I mean. Non-Americans mm-hmm. win here more frequently than than not. So. Um, you know, a guy like a Tommy Fleetwood could fit that that role as well. I think we're we're looking at him. But in in terms of Canadians, yeah, Corey Connors' game is is built for something like this. He's not playing all that well right now. I think he wants to shake out of that. I had a chance to chat with him last week as well, and I think he's, you know, he's just trying to find a groove, just trying to find another gear to get his game in shape. I think it's a little surprising, to be honest with you, that he hasn't made more cuts than he has this year and hasn't played better. Um, Adam Hadwin is coming off three weeks off. He's uh, obviously a new father, so he's mm-hmm. been spending a little more time at home. So I think Nick Taylor might be the guy for me who who might do it. Although he's you know he's got to put the ball in the fairway, as you suggest, and and kind of get some um, get some 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 glory with his putter, I guess, on, those, on some of those greens, if you want to call it that. He's he's shown us he can do it at uh, at uh, at Pebble, obviously. So um, I, I think he might be the guy to watch amongst the Canadian contingent, but. As we saw with Mac Hughes, you know, anything can happen on any given week. Now, Bob, TPC Sawgrass, of course, maybe most famously known for the 17th hole. We're going to discuss this as well on our TV show uh, this week. Do you like where 17 is placed on that golf course? Would you rather see it earlier? Do you like it where it is? And what do you think overall uh, of the hole itself? I, I love the hole. I love where it is. I know the players don't necessarily agree with me, mm-hmm. but I think it adds so much drama to the end. And you just hear them talking about it, how they start to look over when they come down the 16th hole, and you can see where uh, where the flag is, and you can see all the water around there. And again, you know, it's it's just a complete mind screw. If this was, if there was no water there, this would be probably one of the easier par threes on the PGA Tour. It's a big green. Mm-hmm. It's not all necessarily that that easy to hit still, but. Um, but you stand up there with the if the wind is whipping around, it can make it very tough to pull the club and to to, to pick a line and, and trust it. Um, but I think I think my favorite line um, is by Paul Goidos, who said that the toughest shot on this hole is the one after you hit it in the water, because <laughs> nobody nobody wants to be hitting uh, hitting their third uh, and 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 seeing that one go in the water as uh, we did saw Tiger last year. If you remember that, mm-hmm. but um, it's it's just a. I think it's a dramatic hole. I think it's a uh, cool hole for golf. It's entertainment um, for the golfers. It's not all that much fun, but I and I also think you know you can't overlook 18 because it's it's also yeah. not an easy finishing hole as well. So you got 
two back-to-backers there that really will more often than not determine who wins this tournament. I'm with you, Bob. I love the hole, and I think it's the best three holes finishing in championship golf. I think there's other places in the world, you know, like Cabot Cliffs, for instance, what I brought up earlier in the show. Would you rather be sitting on the 16th tee at Cabot and finishing in? Yeah, of course, from a from a, uh, a social golf and, and out playing fun, but from a tournament TV championship, I don't think there's better. You know, the volatility of eagle or double you can get at 16, the mental challenge that you referred to at 17, and then the physical demand of hitting a perfectly pure tee ball with the correct shape and hitting it to the proper side of that green. Uh, it's a physical examination as well as a mental one on 18. I, I, I absolutely love it. Bob, uh, I'll still see you at the players next week, and our plan is still to bring your sun tanning plate and uh, heckle Reed and Kepka through 17, right? We're still doing that? <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. I'll see you on the hill. Okay, perfect. The with, the, uh, with, a, with a hat, you know, it's got the two cups on the side of it. With the That's it. On it. That'll be us? All right. Let's not wear us. anything that has a Canadian flag on it when we do this, though. Okay, let's pick another <laughs> okay. country or something, all right? Okay. okay Bob, good. safe travels. Thanks, Bob. We'll see you next week. Take care, guys. Bob Weeks uh, on his way to the Players' Championship from the DR, and that's where I'm on my way as well to the Players' Championship to uh, be a part of the broadcast team with PGA Tour Radio. So looking forward to all of it. On the other side, we will wrap up today's show, and we'll give you some leaderboard updates from around the world of golf. We have a Canadian with a chance to win. This is GTC. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by... The Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf. Pushing the boundaries of golf footwear once again with the all-new Code Chaos. Meant to challenge the definition of what a golf shoe could be. Visit adidas.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to GTC. Now, speaking of Code Chaos and speaking to our friends at Adidas, this week at the Players' Championship, they're going to unveil a limited edition Players' Championship Code Chaos shoe. And this time next week on Golf Talk Canada, you can win the Prime Blue Golf Adidas Polo that I will be wearing in our TV yep. uh, show this week. We're going to give it away next week on a radio. Now, uh, I don't want to disappoint any of the ladies out there. It's not actually the shirt I'm wearing. Oh. You get your own clean, oh, fresh one. Right? Yes. Just, so. <laughs> that, that went right over my head there. <laughs> That was a whoop. Oh, ratings just tanked. Yeah. Ratings just <laughs> tanked. Golf polo from Adidas. It is the prime blue block polo shirt uh, from Prime Blue. This is from Parley Ocean Plastics. They save plastic. They block plastic from getting into the oceans, from coastal communities and beaches. They take that plastic. They recycle it into the product. They've got it in shirts. They've got it in footwear this year. Uh, so environmentally uh, responsible, Adidas as a company. So not just the best product, but also the smartest product. We're going to give it away this time next week on radio. And I'll be wearing it this week. Uh, Wednesday, 1 p.m. TSN4. Wednesday, 1 p.m. TSN4. Golf Talk Canada TV returns. 60-minute uh, uh, Players' Championship preview special. 1 p.m. TSN4. Okay, let's do some leaderboard updates from the world of golf. 
Leaderboard updates brought to you by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. Visit SmartGolfDeals.com to book your next tee time on the Champions Tour. David Moreland IV, Canada's own. Monday qualifier, shoots 61. He's got a two-shot lead over Ken Duke and a two-shot lead over Scott McCarron. David Moreland fourth, looking for his first victory ever on the Champions Tour. European Tour Qatar Masters, Jorge Campillo has a one-shot lead over David Drysdale after three rounds uh, of note as well. Former uh, Ryder Cupper Andy Sullivan, uh, he has five shots off the lead. Uh, Canadian Aaron Cockwell, Cockrell did not uh, make the cut. And at the Arnold Palmer Invitational, presented by Mastercard, Terrell Hatton and Sung Kang are your leaders. Seven under par. That's good for a one-shot lead over Danny Lee and a two-shot lead over Harris Inglis, Sun J.M., and Rory McIlroy. Patrick Reed, one back of Rory. Rory on six top fives in a row, looking for his second victory of the year. With a top five finish, he'll join Tiger Woods as the only player this century to have seven top fives in a row on the PGA Tour. Adam, let's take a look at our Twitter poll here yeah. as it is closed. 80% of our Twitter universe, 80% of you believe that Tiger Woods, if he were to win number 83 somewhere along the way, would still continue to play golf. Knowing what we know, if we believe the narrative, you believe that he would still go. 20% of you believe that would be it. He would pull the plug and uh, give up on the chase that is Jack Nicklaus's all-time uh, major record of eight. 20 Weeks of TaylorMade continues. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada for your chance to win close to 20000 in product throughout the summer on 20 Weeks of TaylorMade, including the grand prize with custom fit set through the bag tour experience near the performance lab that you're closest to in the country, coast to coast. Can't wait to do that. If you follow us on Twitter and Instagram already at Golf Talk Canada, you're already in. So thank you so much for following us. We're back Wednesday on TV and Adam, April 11th. April 11th, we're radio on TV. You can actually watch us as well every Saturday morning. And speaking of watching golf on TSN, third and fourth round coverage of the Arnold Palmer Invitational, 2.30 on TSN this afternoon. TSN, you're home for all championship golf. We've got the players next week. We've got all the majors, including the Masters. And Golf Talk Canada will be on location for our 60-minute Masters preview show. And you'll be with me, Scott. Coming to Augusta for the first time. That's got to be exciting, right? I'm very excited. I can't wait. It's going to be a nice couple weeks of travel here. I'm yeah, a Can-Am Cup. Yeah, Augusta. I'm in Florida the week before. Can-Am Cup. And you'll We're going to partner in together. It's th- gonna be this good. chair. You'll be in this chair. Yep. Uh, also exciting. Th- yeah, you'll be in this chair starting next Saturday. Yep. And uh, we're looking forward to that. So it's going to be a fun show next week. It'll be great. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, remember, we're back this week on TV. Remember, follow us on social media at Golf Talk Canada for 20 weeks of TaylorMade. And remember, the first good decision on the golf course, it always starts in the closet. Thank you for listening. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Adidas Golf. Pushing the boundaries of golf footwear once again with the all-new Code Chaos. Meant to challenge the definition of what a golf shoe can be. Visit adidas.ca. Thank you for listening to GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television Weekly on the TSN Television Network.